It's Wednesday, so you've got me. I'm Carousel Baird. Hey, you can listen to me any day of the week. You can listen online at WRTFM.org, at the A Public Affair podcast, or on the WORT smartphone app. If you like what you hear, click the donate button and support community media. Your donation makes a huge difference. Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take you to another mental level. No power Hello, everybody, and welcome to a public affair. It's Wednesday, so that means you've got me. I'm Carousel Baird, and I want to remind you you are listening to a public affair on volunteer powered, listener sponsored community radio, WORT 89.9 FM, Madison. We have a fabulous show lined up. Um, I want to ask everyone, right? Don't sh- Shout your answers out loud if you're listening in Radio Land. What is one of the most iconic views of the city? For me, I will tell you that I am married to a Madison native. And when I was being wooed by him, and I lived in New York City at the time, and we would arrive, every time I would fly in and he would pick me up, I would say, wait, wait. Let's drive down that street. You know, that that street. Drive down. Even though that wasn't the way to his apartment, that wasn't a way to the place we were going. No, no. Drive down that street. That's what I wanted to see. That's what wooed me. Been here for 20 years. New York, whatever. I'm a Madisonian now. And John Nolan had a lot to do with that. And... The city of Madison knows that. Everybody knows that this is one of the iconic parts of the city of Madison. And the city has launched an initiative to revision the Lake Monona waterfront. And it's more than just the city. We're going to talk with a handful of people today talking about what the new vision could be. The process It's an incredibly unique, unusual process I've never seen happen in this city before. And it's really exciting to talk about all the different things that are happening and how the public can get involved because we are now having this conversation in the middle of the process. They might say near the end because I bet it's been going on for years, but there's still so much that the public can be involved in. So let's start our conversation right now talking about the Lake Monona waterfront. We have four guests joining us today. Um, first, I'm going to start with Mike Sturm. Um, Mike is the City of Madison Parks Division project manager for um, the Lake Monona waterfront redesign. Hey, Mike. Hello. Good morning. Oh. Good. Yeah. Is it morning? Yeah, it's, from noon. Right. Yeah, I guess it's, it's a, whatever it's a, it is. We, we I start afternoon. talking in the morning. We end in the afternoon. Is it's, it's yep. the perfect segue? Hello, Mike. So glad to have you join us. Happy to be here. Thank you for the introduction. And we have Tim Anderson. He's the vice president of the Friends of Nolan Waterfront Board, and we're gonna learn more about what the Friends of the Nolan Waterfront Board is. Hi, Tim. Oh, you're muted, Tim. Let's hear your lovely voice. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so glad that you're joining us here today, Tim. And you were one of the uh, people that helped put this whole panel of fabulous people together. So thanks for your work on that. I appreciate it. Um, we have uh, Chandra miller Uh Chandra, hello. How are you? Good afternoon, Carousel. Thanks for having us. It's so great to have you. Chandra is a member of the City of Madison um, Ad Hoc Committee why am I losing my nose? So the Lake Monona Waterfront Ad Hoc Committee, that's the official name. Um, and Chandra and I were talking before the show started uh, about the the uniqueness in the speed, a successful speed of that Ad Hoc Committee. We're going to talk more about that in a second, Chandra. And then we have Raj Shukla joining us. It's so great to have Raj here again. He is a member of the Friends of Nolan Waterfront Board and a member of the Ad Hoc Committee. How you doing, Raj? Doing well. Thanks for having us, Carousel. It's great to have you. Um, all right. So let's sort of start. As, Mike, if if you don't mind sort of starting us a little bit of talking to us about the city process and how did we get to the conversation where we are now, which is a Lake, uh, a Lake Monona waterfront redesign initiative that's happening? Yeah, certainly. Thank you. I think... Um, I think it's important maybe just to kind of define what the design challenge is. Yes. You know, and then we can talk a little bit about on, on how we arrived at this point and what our next steps are. So um, the design challenge is, is a city-led initiative to develop a master plan for a signature waterfront park along the shore of Lake Monona. Um, 
It is a competition to create a visionary, inclusive, and environmentally focused master plan for Madison's one of our foremost public lakefront areas. Um, the planning area includes 1.7 miles of lakeshore and 17 acres of public land. Um, the intent of the challenge, the design challenge itself that we're right in the middle of, is to attract regional and national waterfront planning expertise to Madison. So that was one of the key aspects of it. And also, as, as you mentioned, to develop a new vision for how Madison connects to Lake Monona. Um, the planning area, the master plan area includes Law Park, um, city engineering parcels adjacent to the water utility building along East Wilson Street, the airspace over John Nolan Drive, uh, in particular north of the Monona Terrace, the bike path and shore along John Nolan, the John Nolan Drive Causeway. That's that iconic view that you were referencing in, in your introduction. Yeah. And then also the northern portion of Olin Park. So this is sort of the, the full extent of the master plan area. And um, it really, I, you know, I, we could say that it dates back to 1909 when, when John Nolan proposed his, his first plans for Madison and um, sort of his, his seminal report, Madison, a model city. I think hopefully a lot of uh, listeners are, from, are aware of this document because it really set the stage for Madison. It really set um, aspirational goals for the city overall. And it's, it's really, it's great to look back on that document and kind of see how the city has kind of realized a lot of his vision. The abundance of street trees is just one of his simple recommendations that we see today. However, um, he also saw this really strong connection between Madison and Lake Monona. Even at that time, it was recognized that we had these significant transportation corridors that were limiting public access to the waterfront. And um, he proposed a solution. Uh, and through just a, a variety of um, infrastructure pressure and all sorts of changes that, you know, it, it was never really fully realized. And um, so I think bringing up to current time in, in roughly 2018, um, through, the, through the work of a variety of advocacy groups, um, the city the, led by the Parks Division was going to undertake a master plan for Law Park. And then in early 2019, uh, city engineering determined that the bridges along the John Nolan, White, John Nolan Drive Causeway require reconstruction. Okay. They, they simply need to. And then um, Parks met with, with the mayor and her staff and city engineering, and, they were, and we had a discussion, and it seemed like there was a, a great opportunity here where we could expand the master plan area beyond Wall Park, expand it along the John Nolan Drive Causeway, connecting to the northern portion of Olin Park where um, the Parks Division also has made a, a recent purchase and we're in our, our new facility right now. So it's the former Wisconsin Medical Society building. So this is within Olin Park um, is oh. where the, the park central headquarters. So oh, that, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And that's what the, the move I was talking about earlier is that we are now, our central office is now in Olin Park. So it seems really um, apropos that we're, the Parks Division, our main office is now in one of our signature parks in the city. And so it really made sense to kind of expand that master plan area. And um, and then in 2019, we, we hired a consultant team to start doing pre-design work. And um, I don't know if you want me to continue to go into, into kind of how we are and how we arrived at the design challenge, or if you want to throw it out to the other um, participants or not. Well, I mean, I appreciate sort of the good introduction of all the different pieces, and, and it seems like it was a good timing that there were different little pieces that needed to be solved, and someone sort of realized, and probably collectively as a team, said instead of addressing these piece by piece, it's time to have a whole new vision of accessing that, that, that part of Lake Monona. Yes, excellent summary. Yeah, um, I, I, thought I used a lot more words and you did no. it in sentences. We want, so, uh, yeah. we want all those details. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. But I'm going to kick it to Tim for a second. Tim, I want to talk, before we get into the details of the specific um, design challenge, Tim, can you talk to us about what is it about this space? It, it has all these sort of contradictory things happening. It is this major highway, a major way to get to work. I mean, when John Nolan is closed, it's another disaster, right? On some uh, as a as a street. But it's also this major place where you can ride your bike on the lake. You can ride your boat on uh, ride your bike by the lake, ride your boat on the lake. All of these things and yet sometimes it feels like 
You can do all of it, and then it also feels like they're not related to each other at all, and you're trying to enjoy it, but the traffic is going by too fast, and it's hard to get there, and all these different things. Talk to us about the the pros and the cons and the beauties and the challenges of the John Nolan Drive corridor and Lake Monona waterfront. Tim, Tim, I think we have you muted again. Let's unmute you. There, there we go. go. <clears throat> well, Mike talked about John Nolan uh, and his uh, Madison Model City plan back in two, uh, 1909, I guess. Uh, it's over 100 years old by now. <clears throat> well, back then, uh, there was no such uh, highway. They had two rail corridors that went through the Isthmus area, uh, but they didn't have the highways. Uh, that was added later, and that uh, increased the, uh, um, the challenges and conflicts uh, that uh, made it very difficult for people to come from downtown Madison or from other parts of Madison to enjoy this lakefront. Uh, by installing the highway and the rail corridor, uh, this area is a very um, small area. There's uh, an average of about 50 feet of park along this beautiful waterfront. And this waterfront has been recognized uh, as far back as John Nolan as one of the most iconic assets of the city of Madison. Absolutely. Uh, but you couldn't get there. Mm -hmm. uh, so his plan in 1909 talked about a grand esplanade along this waterfront, um, accessed by um, cascading platforms down to the lakefront that allowed people to get to the lakefront easy and safely. Um, that never happened. And along the way, um, other people um, uh, came up with ideas. And most recently, it was our group, the Madison Design Professionals, and currently the Friends of Nolan Waterfront, that uh, uh, decided it was time we need to do something about that. And so uh, that was the same time that the city of Madison put in uh, uh, money in the budget to do a master plan. And um, we've been very grateful to be working with the city of Madison on um, planning and designing and implementing this waterfront that will take many years. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, one of the overriding uh, principles uh, of this uh, park is to increase the amount of parkland along the lake. Uh, <clears throat> currently, as Mike mentioned, uh, we've got 1.7 miles of waterfront uh, in this plan, but um, it's probably the most parked efficient part of the city. Yeah. Uh, given the dense density of the downtown and the surrounding neighborhoods, um, those uh, residents and uh, businesses uh, um, would like to use the waterfront and um, there's very little um, land in which that could happen. So this design challenge um, um, is coming up with ideas uh, that are very transformational and um, many uh, creative ideas to think about how we can use this waterfront more effectively. Fantastic. Fantastic. I really appreciate uh, Mike and Tim sort of laying the groundwork of how we got to where we are. And it's so true. This is such an iconic space and such a beautiful lakeshore and yet so inaccessible, it feels. I can't, short of sort of sitting at Law Park, I don't use it very often. And it, it doesn't seem like a destination like Monona Terrace, uh, I'm sorry, Memorial Union is on the other side of, oh, I can go, I can sit there, I can watch the water go by. And I'm so excited about this conversation happening. So next I want to kick it over to Chandra. Um, tell us about then how, what what the city decided to do. You are on um, the ad hoc committee for the Lake Monona Waterfront um, from the city of Madison. They created this committee just uh, this past April, and you all started working on what this design challenge looks like. Tell us about your work. Absolutely. Well, first, I want to say kudos to the mayor and to the city council for putting this design challenge together. Yeah. Because it was an opportunity to take the opportunity of John Nolan and creating a new entrance into the city but also to get world-class teams to focus on, on the challenges that Tim and you and Michael have talked about with respect to John Nolan, high speeds, degree of pedestrians, the accessibility to the lake, and really realizing that 
um, we could we should bring the best in the world to Madison to compete in this design challenge. And so the committee went from, we started, I think our first meeting was in April or May, and we started with 14 applicants. We very, very quickly, through a lot of work, narrowed it down to five finalists. We interviewed those five. We then selected three to participate in the design challenge, which kicked off earlier this fall. And they're in a 14-week process, which will bring them, I think we, the November 7th meeting was their halfway point design check-in. And then they will present their preliminary ideas and thoughts um, at the end of January, January 26th, where the public will be able to see that. And that will kick off a public comment period at which the end of it, the, thir the 13 member ad hoc committee will actually be empowered to pick the finalist who will then proceed in a year long master planning process with the city. So I counted and since May, the ad hoc committee tomorrow will be our 20th meeting in wow. less than seven months. We have moved at a speed I've never seen a government That's insane. or city committee meeting, or a team move so quickly to get this really exciting project going. How did you, how did the committee uh, decide what factors it was looking at when so it had initially 13 groups that said hey we want to participate in this challenge and there's city funding uh, involved um, to allow these three different groups uh, that are finally selected to develop their plans how did what criteria were you looking at to go from 13 to 5 to 3 Actually, we were quite constrained in the priorities, which helped us because it is a city contract that the three finalists will get. And so we had to abide by the sitting contracting principles, judge them across those criteria. Um, and then we came together, we talked to, to each one of them again. Um, we had an open uh, public meeting and we narrowed it down to five. And then we did that from five. We had, we did interviews with the team. I think we did them in the process of like less than two weeks. And then we selected the three going forward. That's really impressive to have the committee meeting that often. We were talking about how sometimes city committees don't meet, any government committees don't meet because you don't have enough quorum. It's hard to get meetings for your once a month meeting. And here you are in an incredibly accelerated rate succeeding and getting us to where we got, um, which is the pre three presentations that happened on November 7th. Um, Raj, chime in here. You as a member of the ad hoc committee and as um you know, sort of part of the, the big picture vision of the Friends of the Nolan Waterfront Board. What was your take on uh, what the priorities were when you were selecting these three groups? Yeah, and it's, well, it's important to say that as part of this process, <clears throat> the city um, worked with um, a team to get broad input from the, input from the community um, on what the priority should be. Um, we worked with um, equity by design and urban assets here in Madison that many people have worked with before, deep roots in the community, deep understanding of the issues affecting all parts of Madison, who helped us distill um, uh, the things that we wanted to imbue this project with, a focus on equity, a focus on environmental health, um, a focus on access, a focus on transportation and finding new ways to move people from parts of the city to other parts of the city. Um, and that was a community-wide effort. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so, you know, that also made the process really, e it was easy to make decisions because you knew that we had um, a picture of what the community already wanted. They, the community had told us what was important. So um, coming up with the criteria was actually like the easy part, like selecting from among an amazing group of candidates was was really, really hard. <laughs> Even going through a super rigorous process with like precise scoring rubrics and all of that stuff is very, very hard. And that's that's part because of the wisdom of the city in, in putting resources behind this and the passion of the Friends of Nolan Waterfront that Tim has been a part of for many, from, from its beginning and before that I've been a part of for just, a, you know, just a little while. and we raised money to match the city's investment that brought that created a broader pool of dollars to attract some of the, the biggest firms in the world. Um, folks who created iconic, you know, 
a public infrastructure like the High Line, like the Chicago Waterfront, who are coming to Madison, Wisconsin. And you know, part of why they are so excited is because they see the opportunity here. And um, I don't know, Carousel, I keep thinking about the story you're telling and um, thinking about how kids today are, or younger people today are um, at that point in the relationship and they're trying to tell someone they love them and they're trying to give them this gift of Madison <laughs> that we all are familiar with. And it's wrapped with a bow of concrete. And like, that's mm. what we want to change. Right. And um, we have this chance to like reintroduce the city, reintroduce it to the world, reintroduce people who live in different parts of the city together, introduce the, the city to the, the, the lake, something that we all look at and all remember, um, but rarely go to unless we're zipping past it right, one right. way or another. And um, I don't know, it's, it's such an exciting process and it's easy to get, um, it's easy to, it's easy to see why so many people are becoming more and more interested in what's going on here. Cause it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking right now uh, about the uh, redesign challenge for the Lake Monona waterfront. If you want to join the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts about the Lake Monona waterfront? Do you use it? Do you uh, use the bike path? Do you use Monona Terrace? Do you go uh, down John Nolan? We'd love to hear from you at area code 608. 608- Two five six two zero zero one extension nine. Mary Jo is staffing the phones. We got Megan and Jade in the studio ready for your calls. They can uh, pass a message on to me, or you can join us live on the air. We'd love to hear from you again at area code six zero eight two five six two zero zero one extension nine. So Chandra and Raj, I want to stick with the two of you for a little bit here. So here we go. We've got our three the three entities that you picked and they did their uh, sort of midway presentation to the community and anyone can find it. Uh, Look on the city of Madison. You just do a Google for the Lake uh, Monona waterfront design challenge and you can watch uh, the presentations really exciting to see the variety in there. What was your takeaway and what did you see were some of the highlights um, when it was presented on November 7th? And it's, am I correct? You had not seen the presentations or any of the details before it became the public conversation. Nobody had seen anything from the design teams before. We just launched it, the mayor, city council. It was all together um, to be able to see where these world-class design teams, which are Sasaki, James Corder Field Operations and Agency, where their thoughts were sort of midway through it. And I think we were really excited. These are not final projects, but what they really came through was the degree of, thoughtfulness in which they were taking the public input that uh, particularly Equity by Design and Urban Access had brought to the team in the preliminary, how they'd worked with those ideas, how they'd gone back in the community in that first six, seven weeks to gain even more understanding and input, and how they use that design check-in time for more feedback. The audience and the people that were online were asked to conduct surveys, to do postcards in. So the degree of outreach to get the community's input, as Raj was saying, has been absolutely fantastic like throughout this entire process. And it's going to continue to be even more important um, as, as we go forward. And then I think also, as Raj said, the ideas that were coming forward with respect to equity, connectivity, how to solve the access problems to the lake, and how to creatively solve the dual uses between the the car traffic, the pedestrian traffic, the slow traffic, making it more accessible, the lake water more accessible, and making the whole space just the sort of new front door to Madison. I think that was some, we we saw some very different ideas and some very different approaches, but they were all really exciting. We have a call coming in. Um, Raj, we'll get to you in a second. We have a call coming in from Matt. Matt, you wanted to talk to us about your thoughts on the uh, Lake Monona waterfront. Yeah, when I turned on WORT, I heard this conversation. I was like, oh, sweet. Um, Because I've lived here for two years and I I think that there's so much opportunity with John Nolan 
Um, and it and it sounds like traffic will really slow in that area. Will open up to like appreciate the the environment. And I'm I'm wondering what um what were like the city. I know you mentioned like equity and access to water. Like you said, there were many constraints when it went from 30 to five to one. So I was curious what those, like, I don't know, the main things that you guys were looking for, for the guidelines of the designers. Thanks, Matt. And I'm not sure those numbers were exactly right. Raj, do you want to sort of answer this question and then talk to us about your, I think it was 14 down to one. The city got a bunch of, uh, the city three scrunned us down there, but, um, I think the things that we were mostly looking for, I think all of us, and I'm speaking for my colleagues, but I'm I'm guessing that they'll agree. We were trying to be as open as possible. So the things that we were really looking for were the degree of professionalism that you need from a firm like this. Like, were they responding to the information we've given them? Um, A track record of success and not just like, you know, successfully completes a progress, a project, but like, no, makes an iconic place in a place we all know. And um, so that kind of like heft in the team is what we were looking for. Creativity and just like true responsiveness to what what they were being told by all of the information that we had um, developed. And the process just made it more, these three firms, um, all of the firms did a wonderful job in presenting their case, but like these three in, in particular, um, we're very proud. We're very excited. We're very grateful that we have a chance to work with folks of this caliber. So we, you know, we were trying to be a blank slate and really looking at from that design team, just like um, a depth of experience and our track record of success. Raj, can you tell us a little bit more? And then we're going to get to Tim and to uh, Mike uh, in a, a minute. But Raj, I wanted to get your take on um, the three that were presented, Raj and Chandra. What, what were your, what did you see when you saw the presentations in November? Chandra kind of alluded to it. The thing that popped out to me was just like, first of all, all of them were um, were deep in it, but in different ways. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they showed us different parts of their thinking. Some of us showed us, here's what we would do on the causeway. Um, some of us, some of them talked about, um, these are the strategic questions we're trying to answer and some of the ways that we're thinking about answering them. Others, the other was just more detailed. So they just showed, showed what they were thinking and how they were thinking about these, these, this problem, um, this possibility, um, in very different ways. Um, and in, and that was exciting to me because that's kind of what you hope for when you Mm -hmm. get to a selection of teams. You want different approaches so that you can really weigh, you know, between them, like, what do you really want in this, in this, amongst this, in this team? So we think we have that and feel really good about what we've seen so far. Tim, what were your thoughts on the presentations and did anything particularly stand out? And be sure to unmute yourself first. Uh, you know, I was really impressed with the enthusiasm that all the teams brought to this project. And some even visited Madison and did their own reconnaissance, which was very uh, um, amazing. Um, and so um, that was a big factor, I think, in, in the selection, although I was not part of the selection team. I think the three firms that were selected uh, to move through to the master plan um, were representative of, of uh, firms that were very capable of doing this, having done it before in many other cities, but also bringing enthusiasm to the project that was very uh, appealing. So uh, the other thing that I was impressed by is while this uh, project has some defined limits, um, and a lot of them were thinking the big picture. You know, how does this connect to the rest of the fabric of this city, the downtown, the neighborhoods, uh, and how can we bring everybody together and um, start to eliminate the barriers that would allow people to come to the waterfront easily and safely? Um, so thinking outside the box, um, and I think these all these firms, they're used to doing that yeah. on these uh, projects that they've been involved with. So we're getting some great people here, great firms, 
And another thing I'd like to say is that uh, these are not standalone um, firms. Um, each one of these teams brought together a team of specialists uh, that address all the unique aspects of this project. Uh, scientists, ecologists, uh, water resource people, civil engineers, uh, landscape architects, uh, planners, uh, real estate professionals, they all uh, had um, what it takes to deliver to put the on, project together. Uh, a, a transformational project. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, Mike, I want to touch back with you. Can you talk to us about the different challenges of this area? The fact that we've all sort of alluded to, um, you know, and the caller mentioned slowing down, right, the speed. And for a second, I, I think, yay, slow down the speed so that it's more accessible. And then I think, oh, my God, do not slow down the speed. This is how you get to Madison, if you mess with John Nolan, it's even harder to get downtown. And how does the city sort of work with this when you come out from the parks department and then there's transportation and planning and, and all these different pieces that w we need to come together? Yeah, certainly. Thank you. That's a great question. So um, when we started the, the, the Master Plan Initiative, we knew that it was going to require sort of broad um, agency coordination. And we formed sort of an internal interagency team to ensure that um, city engineering's project, the, the reconstruction project, the actual reconstruction general and drive and the, the master plan initiative and um, the downtown uh, plans, that, that they were all sort of ensuring that there was close coordination that was happening with that. So we have an internal in, interagency team that would be ensure that we're, we're keeping each other informed and that um, uh, we're, we're tracking both the, the general and drive reconstruction project and the master plan initiative um, together. Uh, they are they are essentially intertwined, but they're they're working towards slightly different goals. I think okay. it's important to understand that the John Nolan Drive reconstruction project, which is being led by City Engineering, um, is really focused on a roadway reconstruction project within uh, you know DOT standards, um, and they have a very set timeline as far as construction where the Lake Monona waterfront is really focused on developing a, a master plan for a signature waterfront. And master plans, uh, you know, they, they really are a much higher level. They're, I think it's a, a, it's fair to say they're sort of the 30,000 foot view. Um, they identify um, key amenities and, and how we're making those improved connections, but they aren't, the, the ultimate goal is not um, through the master plan, master plan process, it's construction level drawings. Where city engineering is working towards that with the John Nolan Drive reconstruction. So, is there any proposal to change um, the speed and frequent use of John Nolan as a car or bus uh, link between the Beltline and downtown? Yeah, great question. So, I I really can't speak too much for my for uh, you know the representatives from our partner. Right, you're the parks so department. Really, yeah, I'm with, I'm with parks. Sorry about that. But but again, I, I can I, I know that they are looking at um, reducing lane widths. They're doing everything possible to ensure that um, we are maximizing uh, the, the the public shoreline space, in particular along the causeway. So they are looking at uh, width reductions. Um, they're looking at you know the, the, those key intersections and improving how um, people connect through to the lakeshore. Uh, and they're also looking at, at, at speed changes along, along the length of the causeway. So all, all these aspects are um, being evaluated by, uh, they have yet another robust team behind their project, a, a consultant team that's working on it. So I think that um, we are ensuring that they're, they're closely coordinated um, but I don't have any, I'm afraid I don't have any specifics on exactly where no, that's landing. Your answer makes a lot of sense. And Chandra, I want to, I mean, you, you put a great comment in um, the, our chat about the changes to um, the reduction of, of the, of, of the um, speed limit, but even broader than that, Chandra, then do you feel like the work of the ad hoc committee is, it's not about John Nolan. It's saying, okay, John Nolan is there. How do we make uh, the lakeshore accessible? How do we create paths to get there? How do we open it up and it so that it's not a competition? Sort of John Nolan is just something else that's also there streetwise, but this is really about opening up the lakefront? 
Well, I think what we saw from the design team check-ins is that they're very engaged in what could be possible with John Nolan. Okay. Nudging us to think differently about it. They understand the importance of it as a commuter and a connectivity, but it also it also divides the east and the west side and the south side in such a way. So how can we take that master plan and increase the connectivity? Um, because there are a lot of um, challenges with John Nolan. It's not just a major uh, street, but moving it from what feels like a highway, as you said, to what feels like a city street. Near The lanes are much wider than they need to be. We have the railroad. So be th thinking about working within those constraints, but really thinking out of the box. And they've really shown how... Um, parks can work with city streets and the city of Madison can think on a long-term horizon for some of these solutions. And Raj, what are your, I want you to chime in on this, but I also, Raj, can you tell us details about what we haven't talked too much about yet, which is the marsh and the environmental aspects uh, and, and the, the green space of this. Not only is this a destination because of the water, this is a destination because of the unique you know, marshlands and grounds that were there. How does that factor into this? Well, and it's connected, of course, to what we've just been talking about. And um, I think it's important to note that the the Streets Division did come in and talk to us about the, the John Nolan reconstruction. And they are talking about how we need to shrink the size of lanes and possibly remove lanes and still maintain the kind the amount of um, car traffic as we're used to seeing, but the difference will be we'll do, be doing it safely. Mm -hmm. And we'll also be doing it in a way that gives land back to people to travel, to bring their families to the lakefront, to, to do whatever, to exercise, to get some respite. And in the process, our hope with this project is we'll actually help manage some of the challenge, environmental challenges that the 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 lake faces and that the entire Yahara River set faces um, dealing with pollutants that are coming from runoff and agriculture and all of that stuff and doing it in a way that is um, legal one we do have some state regulations that we're dealing with and then also in a way that is going to that we know is going to help and that isn't just creating another problem. Um, so the teams themselves have talked to us about things like constructed floating wetlands within the lake, huh. um, within the dock line, things like that, that'll allow space for people to access the lake while it also helps clean the water or means, you know, like helps, helps keep some of the pollution out of the water. Um, but both terribly related. And I'm glad to see that the city is already thinking about giving more land back to the lake and to people. Um, and making a healthy, safe place for us to to meet. Want to remind everyone you are listening to WORT eighty nine point nine FM Madison. We are talking right now about the design challenge, the redesign challenge for Lake Monona Waterfront. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call at area code 608-256-2001, extension 9. So we have about 15 minutes left, which usually isn't a short amount of time, but there's four of you. And I so appreciate hearing all four of your different perspectives. So I want to maybe do a round robin of what was one of your favorite things that you saw from the final three presenters? Was it an environmental initiative? Was it, uh, I, I, I'll start by saying something that I saw that I loved was the idea of adding a park and adding a restaurant or something that, that made it a destination. I'm not just going to look at the water, which in itself is a destination, but I'm going to look at the water and I can grab a burger. I'm going to look at the water and my kids can climb on the ropes. The, those were exciting to me um, when I was looking at all the presentations. And I'd love to do a round robin and see what everyone saw that made them excited or hopeful or, or was an idea you didn't even think of. Tim, why don't we start with you? Tell us your thoughts. I think you're muted, Tim. Uh, I was impressed with the um, the background that the um, consultants brought to this project um, and the research they brought to this project regarding uh, the history of this place. 
Uh, and that history is very long. It goes back thousands of years uh, to the original uh, first peoples that settled in this area. And we have to recognize that that's a story that needs to be told so that we can appreciate where we came from um, and that how we've evolved over time to where we are today. So that history, uh, particularly the history of the Ho-Chunk Nation, um, was very inspiring. And so that's a story that needs to be told as we um, move through uh, this process. And how did you see that story being integrated into uh, the projects, uh, the proposals that you saw in November? Well, first of all, that uh, the consultants recognize that is yes. an important link. That's part of the connectivity. How do we as a city connect to our past and how does that past inform us today? Um, Raj talked about the marshlands. Well, this was all marsh at one time back in uh, when the first peoples were populating this area. And so they lived off the water and that was their uh, uh, livelihood. And so I think that um, we have to respect that. And we're very fortunate to have representatives from the Ho-Chunk Nation that have been participating in this project. And um, uh, they're going to be hoping as we move forward uh, on this master plan. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, thank you, Tim. Mike, your thoughts on anything that, that stood out or got you excited when you saw the final presentations or the initial, I'm sorry, final is the wrong word, the, the sort of initial presentations from the three um, finalists. Yeah, certainly. I, I think it's, I think it's really encouraging that the the, the thought, as, as Chandra mentioned, the thoughtfulness that all three teams are taking to this initiative. And um, uh, as as the Parks Division representative, and I'm and I'm sort of I'm, I'm the administ I administer um, the ad hoc committee's review and the, the team the teams participating in the design challenge. So I, I don't really have a strong I'm not going to share a strong preference because it's really not my role in this process. It's more for the ad hoc committee. But I, I, again, I think it's really about um, the, the, the amount of thought teams are, are bringing to the, the, the planning initiative. And it's very encouraging what we've seen at the, at the design challenge check-in. And I think it's really going to be exciting on January 26th when the teams, all three teams reveal their, their final master plans. Well, I love so, I love the string that sort of is going through what everyone has uh, said so far today of the appreciation and uh, the impressiveness of the thoroughness of the applicants and the, the three um, finalists. So that's really great to know that no one, no one here seems to think anyone's uh, sort of casually doing it, phoning it in, any of that. But they really are, you know, giving idea and thought to the work that's being done. That's great to hear. It, it is, it is, and it, and it speaks to the, again, to the, the expertise and experience of the teams, and also, as, as Tim mentioned, these are multidisciplinary teams. Yeah. They, are, they are bringing a lot of knowledge and expertise to the process, to the planning initiative, and um, it's, it's, been, it's been very exciting, and, and we're looking forward to um, the, the reveals on January 26th. Yeah, right. Chandra, anything that got you excited when you saw it in November? Yeah, just to reiterate what Mike said, we are getting so much value for the very, very small amount of financial commitment that these these teams are putting in so much work. And they're only getting $75,000 for each for this entire project. And I just think it's great value for the money. The two things that I would say that really hit home when I saw the design challenge is each one of these teams is thinking about how to make the space tell a story um, throughout their, their stories are a little bit different, but a story that is authentic and inclusive for a diversity of users, um, and also existing users and new users, people that aren't at the lake now, but can be enticed to be, be at the lake. If we make it more diverse, if we make yeah. it more inclusive, really thinking about going beyond signage. That was really important. It came out of public comment creating educational spaces, creating kind of look, touch, feel spaces that mm. we don't have oh, was really that. exciting to me. And then also along that line, I think, although it's beyond the technical or the formal scope of the master plan project, really showing us how we can access sort of views of the lake from different parts, from the capital or from downtown by some changes, and how we can view from the lake views of our downtown in ways that would truly be 
transformational. It was really interesting to see some of those designs um, kind of come to light about creating more access points, both transportationally, but also visually. Oh, I love that. I, that just puts a thought in my head of how exciting it would be to be standing there uh, and then to be able to turn around and see the city behind you or, or the way that it would look or the Capitol building, Monona Terrace or something like that. Um, I can just imagine sort of the, the beauty and the, the fun to see the city in that light. That's great. That's great. Um, Raj, what are your thoughts? Oh, the thing that is most exciting to me, and each team has spoken to it, but just like reclaiming some of the street back for people and for businesses and creating a space on John Nolan that, you know, people want to walk around with, want to bring their families to, um, want to spend a day um, at, at Monona. Um, that's something that I, I want to see. And every, everyone on our committee, I think, is committed to the same kind of thing. Um, and the, each of the teams spoke to it, saw, saw how engineering was looking at changing um, John Nolan and were excited by it and spoke to it. And um, that was really exciting for me. I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight's meeting and I'm looking forward to the process. I, I'm getting excited just like listening to this. I love, hey, when people are excited for local government, I love that. That is the best place to get everything done. Um, so in our sort of final moments here, Chandra, can I ask you what happens next? What's the committee doing next? And what is happening in January? And how can the public get involved? Um, okay, I'll try to do this. And then Mike, back me up if I get it wrong. First, Perfect. what happens next is we're meeting tonight at six o'clock. It's a public meeting. So if you want to join us, you, there's a Zoom link and you can see where we're at. Um, we will continue. I think we have several committee meetings. What's happening in our committee meetings is we're actually educating ourselves on things like transportation, city, what happens in the water, so that committee members are sort of prepared to judge the final contest. So it's been a real educational process. Um, the design teams usually send a representative to these committee meetings as well. So that's the work that's going on. And then on January 26th, there will be a big public launch, um, hopefully, um, of their final work product. And they will have posters, they will have presentations, there will be an opportunity for the public to walk around and talk to each one of the design teams. They will physically be here in Madison um, representing, I, I, I think that's right, um, that's my understanding. Uh, committee members will be there, and then it will launch what I believe is an eight-week public input process where we're really working on how do we get as much public input from the community about what they like, what they don't like, because these are still preliminary because there's the master cha challenge process. Right. And then from that, the committee will select a finalist who will get the contract to proceed forward with the master plan design. Um, and then I think it's about a year, a little less than a year until we have that master plan done. And the ad hoc committee gets to select the the winner of that goes on to then do the uh, full plan, or is it a recommendation to the city council, or how does that work? I think we were a little bit shocked um, when we first met, <laughs> and we really looked at what our um, scope of the committee was and we went oh we don't just pick the three we pick the finalists wow. the vision and the th you know that's why i said thanks to the mayor and thanks to the city's council for making this um committee have that final responsibility for, for picking the finalists in the challenge that's fantastic um and i'm so glad that Chandra and Roger on that committee, clearly the enthusiasm and knowledge that the two of you have, we're really fortunate with that. Um, Mike, do you want to sort of give us our final words here of of what's the process looking like um, from the city side and how can people get involved? Yes, yeah, certainly. So um, uh, there, there is a project website that, that contains a, a wealth of information and links to um, where you can find the prior committee meetings and you can actually go back and view them. The, the vast majority of them have been virtually held. So we have recordings of, of almost all of the committee meetings, the in-person ones we have notes for. And as, as Chandra mentioned, there is actually a committee meeting tonight at 6 p.m. It's, it's virtual. So if you go to the City of Madison committee website, you can log in. 
Um, also, as Chandra mentioned, is that they've been, we've been having a series of informational presentations to the committee so that they feel like they're in a position to evaluate master plans. And tonight, we have Clean Lakes Alliance presenting and also representatives of the whole chunk Nation. So it should be a great meeting uh, this evening. So that's coming up. And also, Chandra, uh, you did a great job explaining the whole timeline. We, we are we're reaching almost kind of a midway point. The, 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 in January, when the three master plans are presented, um, that's almost midway because ultimately um, the, the committee is going to be evaluating those three options after the public um, review period and they're going to be selecting a preferred plan that's how we kind of refer to it and then the committee is going to continue to work with that team for a refinement before it's introduced to council and we anticipate the master plan of being introduced to the common council um, in late august next year hmm. and then it goes through yet another round where it will be, it'll be referred to all the, the transportation committee, the urban design commission, the plan commission, right. and where there'll be public, you know, uh, opp opportunities for public input through that process as well before it's finally adopted. So um, we're, we're almost to the halfway point. I know the teams have been very busy and I'm sure they they just want to, <laughs> they're just working towards uh, getting um, their, their final submission in. So I think that, um, through the website, through uh, attending committee meetings, there's going to be a broader outreach as well during the public review and comment period. So there, there, there'll be more notifications on how people can share their thoughts on the three options. Um, that's all in and, the works and upcoming. And on January 26th, is that something that's in person that people can go to and see the presentations? The teams will be here in person. It's an in-person event. Um, well, it'll be catered. We'll have music. It'll be very. It'll be very similar to the, the prior public events for the um, design challenge check. And one of the items for tonight's committee meeting is that we initially anticipated holding that public event um, at the Olin Park facility, but we're a little concerned about capacity because we've ah. had such great turnout. We've had such yep. great turnout. This is person. pretty exciting. So we are looking potentially at other venues that have a, a higher level of capacity. Okay. And um, it's something, it, it's going to be January. It's, it's going to be a winter wonderland. We really <laughs> encourage people to come out, see, see some vision, see, see some, some new ideas, some fresh ideas and how Madison can connect back to, you know, we can kind of heal this rift between Madison and Lake Monona. And, Fantastic. Um, yeah. Mike, so. we're going to have to leave it there. But it's been so fantastic talking with all four of you. Thank you all for your work, for reminding us the great things that are happening and how the public can get involved. Uh, look on our website, everyone, and we'll put links to everything so you can find out more. Thanks to Tim Anderson, Mike Strum, um, Chandra uh, Miller-Finan, and Rai Shukla. Thank you all for all your great work. And um, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you again next week. Six foot six above sea level. I grab the